Hi everybody, welcome to Busy Living Sober. This is episode 319 and today my topic is, okay, it's scary. I'm going to talk about something. Menopause, drinking, and empty nesterhood. But before we go on, I must tell you that I'm so grateful to be sponsored by Soberlink. We need to talk about alcohol recovery in the workplace. Talking about alcohol, talking about sobriety and proving it to your employer can be so difficult and our friends at Soberlink want to help. If you need a reliable way to present documented proof of sobriety to a boss or loved one, Soberlink can help. Soberlink is a, is a high-tech portable breathalyzer system that uses facial recognition technology to verify identity. It has unique sensors to ensure that no other air sources are being used. And it sends results directly to your specified contacts. So there's no questioning whether or not you took the test and whether or not you altered the reporting. This is why Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system is considered the gold standard. Being in recovery from alcohol does not define the future of your career. Let Soberlink help. Learn more about Soberlink and request an exclusive $50 promo code by visiting www.soberlink.com slash BLS or Busy Living Sober. So, um, I am talking about some subjects that aren't really ever talked about. And um, the reason I'm talking about it is because I went and I had a doctor's appointment and it was a wellness appointment. And um, I don't know about you guys, but when you go to wellness appointments, I don't know, I'm really honest about what's going on in my life because I don't know, I feel like maybe somebody's listening to me. I'm paying them and so they're gonna listen to me, <laughs> I think. And if I feel comfortable with the doctor, which I did here in this new doc, this is a new doctor here in South Florida. And, um, he was asking me questions about how I was doing. And my first answer, I'm like, great, I'm fabulous. And then, um, he's like, really? And I said, yes. And he said, well, what's going on with you? So I described all the things that were going on with me. Menopause alone. Okay, we already know about that. Like, barely. We don't want to have sex. Um, everything's, like, all dried up or just, like, disgusting. I just feel like, ah! And it's the last thing I want to do. And um, so sex is hard. And then hot flashes. And I can't take... Um, I've tried to take pellets and I've tried to use the creams. The creams itch. The pellet, every doctor that I talk to doesn't like me taking the pellet, so I can't take the pellet. And I had a problem with it that I actually had to go get like all this stuff done and they're like, you cannot use a pellet ever again. So that's not an option. So the hot, hot flashes endure. We are gonna proceed with hot flashes. You might even see one while I'm on this, if you're watching this video. And, um, it is, makes you not, don't, you don't remember as much, at least I don't. I have this very short-term memory loss. I'm crabbier. I'm, you know, I could go on ad nauseum. And um, I had a friend here a couple weeks ago, and she said to me, we were, I hadn't seen her in a really long time. And she had said to me, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you about not drinking. And I said, well, it's been a long time, you know, for me, it just didn't work for me. And she goes, I believe there's a huge epidemic right now with drinking and women. And I said, well, I can see that happening. 
Um, especially today with such uncertainty in the world, then you throw menopause and other issues that are going on, right? Like I can't imagine homeschooling my kids during COVID. I can't imagine that I would have been able to get through that without drinking. I think that would have killed me or I would have killed somebody. Um, we're all going through this stuff together. Everyone is. Um, I think men and women and men don't know what to do when a wife's going through this stuff or a partner. They're like, what's going on with her? Why doesn't she want to do this? Why is she acting like this? Why does she have the temperature set at 67 degrees every single solitary night? And it's like an iceberg in here. And what happened to the person that I was like got together with and now they've totally changed. And, um, it's hard. And then I throw this empty nester thing out there because I don't know. I, for a long time, that was my identity. Okay. For a very long time, my identity was mom. My identity was, oh, I've got to get to the soccer field. Oh my gosh, I've got to go to the grocery store. Oh my gosh, what am I going to make for dinner? Oh my gosh, is the laundry done? Oh my gosh, does everybody have their cleats? Oh my gosh, how is everybody, how am I going to get three people to different events at the same exact time when I'm one person? Okay, how am I going to do this? And it was a constant, right? It was constant. It didn't matter if they were at school because you were still thinking about what you had to do next. And then they leave. They grow up. They leave. And I know some people don't have people that leave and they're still at home. And for that, I'm, I'm sorry, but maybe it's a good thing. But... I know for the people that are out there that your kids leave, they grow up, they meet other people, they get married, they get spouses, they get boyfriends, they get girlfriends, they get whatever they get. And um, they pretty much tell you that they don't need you anymore. And those feelings again, those feelings again, those feelings of like inadequate, now what? Inadequacy. Okay, I gave you my entire life. All my looks, all my good times, all my youth, when I was thin, now I eat cookies, I just had a cookie. Um, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I just gave this all away, and for what? Now you're like, out, see you later, I got my own life. Now see you later. And I guess when you get grandchildren or something, maybe it gets, uh, you know, they need you more. But um, it's really, really, really hard. And you want to be really proud of them because they're all, they're doing something that's so exciting for them. You know, they're growing up, they're growing up, which is so exciting, but you're like, what about me? I'm not selfish, but I'm self-centered. Yes, I am sometimes. And what do I do with these feelings? And it's interesting. I'm, you know, you guys know I'm taking my wellness coaching and it's, um, I love it. I love it. I love it. But this past weekend I did a Deepak had this wellness, um, a summit is what he called it and it was all day on Saturday and there were five different videos and I'm going to take stuff from there this is not original thoughts these came from Deepak but um someone in there mentioned during the talks was that um there's two feelings we have as human beings we're either comfortable or we're uncomfortable right we're either there's no in between you're not like kind of uncomfortable you're like uncomfortable or you're comfortable it's like the jeans that you wanted to wear for so long, they aren't fitting anymore. They're totally uncomfortable, right? But the sweatpants are comfortable, right? So um, I was, um, it's been uncomfortable. It's been really uncomfortable. And the doctor used this word that I would never use to describe myself, but he'd say you were, he's like, you're depressed. I'm like, I am. And he said, well, with everything you're dealing with and all these feelings, and I've moved to five different houses in four years, and I've lived in three different cities in four, um, four years, and it feels uncomfortable. 
and I feel unsettled and I feel like, what am I going to do next? Am I going to redo my entire um, business that I've had for forever? Am I going to rename um, my business? Because I have all these feelings, right? So all these feelings make me want to get into action and change everything. Instead of just sit here and feel the feelings, which is I feel a little sad that that time in my life is over. I feel a little sad that I'm getting old. I feel a little sad that um, I'm getting, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm at this next stage of my life. And, um, you know, God willing, I'm going to stay here for a long time. And this too shall pass. I know eventually it will pass. I am on Wellbutrin again. Um, and, um, in the hopes that I will, this will calm down, but really these feelings that I've have, I would imagine that if I were drinking, it would go to the next level. And I'm saying that because I believe a lot of people, a lot of things are addictive, right? Um, sugar is addictive. Um, exercise is addictive. Um, drugs and alcohol are obviously very addictive. And um, if I, uh, nicotine's a drug, and I start smoking again. And it was the craziest thing. For the past month and a half, I smoked. And I hadn't smoked in a long time. And I smoked, and um, but I was like really smoking. Like I was like a smoker. Like I was smoking like a half pack a day. I was like, oh my God. And today's just day one. But it's not just day one. It is day one. I haven't had one yet, and it's almost 4 o'clock um, on um, October 25th. But, um, and you're hearing this on the 26th, because I always record the day before. Because let's face it, I've got to go to school tomorrow. But anyway, um, not to digress. But I, that is so addictive. And if I had, if there were some, a liquid that I could ingest in my body, knowing that I wouldn't have to feel anymore, and um, I can imagine picking those things up. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I think alcoholism hits a lot of people. And I think addiction hits a lot of people. And I think a lot more people than not overindulge. And I think that especially like during COVID, they kept all the liquor stores open and um, they closed the places where we meet churches, church basements, clubhouses, those sorts of things where humans can be together and, um, and we can talk to each other. You know, the one good thing is, as we all know, I've been talking about stuff for a very long time that is, um, kind of taboo. I mean, these subjects that I'm talking about today are really taboo and it, um, reaching out for help and realizing that we are doing something that is detrimental to ourselves. As I'm going to say, when I went to the doctor and told him all the things that were ailing me at that moment, and then he could say to me, okay, these are my suggestions of what you, um, what you can do. And it's taking those suggestions. It's doing that thing, which is reaching out for help, which is so, 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 so hard. We were like, we got this, we got this. And, um, I don't know where in society everything changed. I was talking to, um, I was talking to Jeff, my husband, the other day, and I had, I had torn a pair of pants, <laughs> a pair of linen pants. The crotch had like torn a little bit, right on the seam though. And I got out, you know, a needle and thread and I started to mend the pants. And he's like, I know how to do that. 
I said, you do? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, how'd you learn how to do that? And he's like, home ec. And I'm like, oh, that's right. We all had home ec back in the day. Wow. We all learned how to sew at school, especially at public school, um, which I went to. And um, I learned how to sew there. I learned how to, like, I made a dress. I was really into it because I was, I always wanted to be a homemaker. So it was like my total jam. I learned how to make a dress. I learned how to sew. I learned how to cook. It was um, all these things that are basic necessities that we need to learn to live in this world and there is where we got taught it i remember learning to make like the nest egg in a nest and you take hash browns and you put the egg on top and um and then to see that my uh, that my husband had done that too and he said and we did shop and i was talking to somebody else yesterday who was talking about her shop class and how she wanted to get into architecture after her shop class because she loved building these buildings and watching and seeing what happened and today we don't do that Today we don't do shop uh, with kids. Kind of weird. We don't do home ec. Kind of weird. I also find it kind of weird that today, so um, I wanted to reach out for help. I also wanted to get a therapist. So I, I went on that better help and I don't know if that place works or it doesn't work for me. It has not worked. And um, I was talking to this woman and she was younger in her 30s. And I said, um, she asked me what I wanted to do. And I told her, which is like, I want to change people's views. I want to bring back family. I want to bring back all this stuff that I find to be really important that for some reason is like thought to be not important all of a sudden, like having a family and having kids and all the rest of the stuff. But anyway, um, not to digress, she asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, do you know who the Speaker of the House of Representatives is? I mean, most people know that it's Nancy Pelosi. I mean, she's all over the news. And this person said, no, I don't know. I said, do you know who Kim Kardashian is? And she said, of course she's everywhere. I'm like, Nancy Pelosi isn't everywhere. Okay, where do we live anymore, people? I don't know where we live, but I know that um, the feelings that I feel if I were drinking, I can see why people drink. I can see why people are drinking, but I can also see where it's time to get help and it's time to change things. So we all stay quiet and we don't say anything because we're scared that somebody isn't going to like us. I just like, I don't understand that. I grew up with my parents, had like Democrat friends all the time. They were Republicans, conservative. Now my dad's Democrat, but I mean, it doesn't even matter. Who cares? But you have to believe in something. But you can't believe in something if you don't know about anything. You can't have an opinion if you're just going, oh, this is my opinion, but I don't know anything about it. When did all this happen that we didn't care anymore? for our country. I don't know. I don't know when it, it happened, but I feel like we all need to believe in something. And if you're going to believe in something, it's okay if your friend believes something different. It doesn't make your friend bad. It doesn't make you bad. It, um, this is how we learn is by talking to each other, by expressing our feelings, not by, um, you know, educating each other, but we don't know anything anymore. Is it because everybody's working all the time? Nobody comes home and sits down at the dinner table and talks to each other? Is that it? And I think that it might be. Because who can afford to stay home and eat dinner with their family? Because everybody's got to work their butts off because everything's so freaking expensive. My husband today said to me, he's like, uh, what did he say? I was talking about, I think I was getting apples or something. And he's like, they're really expensive. And I said, everything's expensive to every person in the world right now and he was like oh yeah he's like air isn't <laughs> isn't expensive okay he's right you can breathe the air outside when you go on a walk but it is um i don't want to be a debbie downer 
I'm really wanting to bring in some high, um, some high vibration words. And I really want to talk about things that can make us feel better. So having an opinion is not bad. Okay, just so you know. And if you believe something that your friend doesn't believe, does not mean your friend's bad and it doesn't mean you're bad. You're allowed to have a different opinion. You are allowed to have a different opinion. Now, if this person, if your friend doesn't let you have a different opinion, then you need a new friend. Okay, because that's not a friend. That's like a bully. That is a bully. That's what we call a bully. And for some reason, with social media, we think it's okay to walk up to people and be bullies to them. No, we're going to be loving. You know, I really think that what, how can we use these things as a benefit? How can we be happy? How can we? How can we? I can tell you this. This morning I got up and um, I've been trying. No, I'm not trying. I'm doing it. I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock. I'm getting into bed at 10 p.m. Because I want to be up at 6.15 because then I can do the stuff that I like to do in the morning before my day starts. I like to meditate. I like to pray. I like to journal. I like to sit and just peace and have my water. I have water with lemon and I enjoy that. And I just sit and peace and quiet. And when I do that, I feel better. If I don't do those things, I don't feel good. So I do those things in the morning. I sit and I do that. So I'm getting up at 6.15 in the morning. So I changed my entire schedule. I wasn't gonna go and watch. You know, I've realized recently, I wanna stay happy, but everything on that TV, most of the shows are so negative. It's terrible. It's like, I love Game of Thrones. I've been watching Game of Thrones since the beginning and now I'm watching the new one and you watch it and you're like, oh my God, no wonder. I mean, I feel bummed. It's like so depressing. And then The Handmaid's Tale, another depressing show. I mean, what? I love Mrs. Maisel. I love that show. She's really happy. I want a happy show. I love The Great British Bake Off on Netflix. I love that show because they're all baking and then if you can't bake it right, you get off the show. But that doesn't mean it's bad or good. It's just, it's, you just can't bake like these other people can bake. I love it. So putting things in our environment that make us happy. What makes you happy? You can't listen to negativity all the time and get positive. How could you? That doesn't make sense. You can't. There's so many free resources out there today that you can use to better yourself so that you can feel better. Kundalini yoga, huge, huge, huge fan. If you're interested in finding out about it, um, reach out to me at busy at busylivingsober.com, which is B-I-Z-Z-Y, or Elizabeth at elizabethchance.com, and I'm with a Z, not an S. Um, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H at elizabethchance.com. Um, and it's been a hidden secret for many, many, many years, my teacher said today, and she said now the West has found it, and it's kind of exciting. But it's very, very easy. It's um, You don't have to be in a fancy outfit. You don't have to do crazy different poses. It's really, um, and you chant a little, which kind of feels weird and kind of fun, just because why not chant? And um, it can't hurt anybody. And you feel so much better when it's over. And I started to do it, and I love it. I love it. And you know what? It brings peace. It brings me peace. It brings me serenity. It brings me lighted. When I leave, I just feel so much lighter. So, and so many people don't want to try those things because they're like, I'm not trying that. That's weird. Well, try it anyway. Do things that you think mm, people might think are weird, but you're going to do it anyway. 
like going and doing yoga. I know that some yoga is really hard. I'll tell you that. I do not do hot yoga. I even got certified, as you guys know. I did my teacher training. and um, But I can't do that. I, I don't want to do it. I don't think it's fun to be hot. As I mentioned, I already have hot flashes. And you want me to go into a hot room and do hot yoga? Not happening. But this time of year is beautiful pretty much all over the country. So what if you put on your sneakers? Or you don't even have to put on your sneakers. Wear your flip-flops. Walk around the neighborhood. Go for a walk. Now... It's Halloween, right? It's Halloween on Monday. So let's say you feel a little bummed. Put on your, whatever you put on your feet to go outside so you don't get a stone or you don't hurt your feet. Go and walk around the neighborhood and go and see all the Halloween decorations. It's so cute. It so puts you in a good mood. You're like orange and black. This looks cute. Look at the pumpkins. Everybody's got do, 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 do. like scary music and they have all different things hanging from their trees. And that's so fun just to see and use your imagination. Do you know what they say? People do not use their imagination anymore. Isn't that crazy? But I can totally see it. Like, why would you use your imagination if you're constantly on your phone or you're constantly on the TV or you're constantly on some electronic device? How could you use your imagination? I don't think you could. I challenge you to start using your imagination. You know, when we get sober or when we want to change something, let's just not even say about alcohol. Let's just say we want to change something. It feels uncomfortable to do it in the beginning. It just does. It feels uncomfortable. You feel like, what am I doing this for? Mm. I had a tickle in my throat, excuse me. Um, but you sit here, you wonder, you ponder, you say, I can't do this and I can't do that. But that's your judgment. That's your judgment. Um, you know, you can pray and you can listen and now you might go, oh my God, now she's going into, to religious stuff. I'm not so much going into religious stuff as I'm going into spiritual stuff. And, um, Sobriety for me is a big spiritual thing. You can't get sober without God. <coughs> you can't get sober without good orderly direction. And you say, I don't like church. I don't like God because of church, because of the way you were raised. Or you don't understand God. And you don't understand the concept. And you can't think, oh my God, how could there be a God with the world being the way it is today? And you could have all these questions. Or you could go to this place that you're like, why are the leaves changing? How can there be such beautiful changes in color in trees and there not be a guy? How is this world, like the, how many colors of green are outside your window? Let's say you went and you looked out your window and you wanted to cut, cut, count every color of green you had. It's probably a really large number. So who did that? Does it have to be God? I don't know. Or is it the universe? What do you want to call it? It's up to you. What do you want to call it? I don't care what you call it. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But you got to call it something. Because doing this thing called life without some sort of purpose or some sort of bigger being than us is... I feel like the kiss of death. Like, how can you ha even live life if you don't believe in anything? You need to believe in something. It'll give you happiness. It gives you joy. 
you can talk to this thing that you believe in and you can trust in it and you can lean into it and you're like what are you talking about and I'm talking about God because I heard a really a lot of people are don't want to hear this word God they just don't it just makes them go eh. and um, you know God saved my life in terms of you know sobriety and having something to rely on I've never been alone you know I'm not alone I've got I've got God so um, on that Deepak um, video this Gabriel said something and what he said was he said he's told a story about a gentleman who had made a lot of money the guy had made a lot a lot of money and he had everything he wanted he had cars he had boats he had planes he had all this stuff and he woke up one day and he said I want to have a relationship with God I want a relationship with God where am I gonna get a relationship with God I want to get that where do I get it so he runs down to his local church or local synagogue or local mosque whatever he, he went to and he walks in the door and he walks up to we're just gonna call it well, let's call it a synagogue so he walks up to the rabbi and he says to the rabbi I want to have a relationship with God will you please help me and the rabbi looks at him and says sorry there's no more God in the United States you're gonna have to go to India so the guy runs to the airport let's say he runs to JFK gets on an airplane flies to India lands in Delhi and he gets into a cab and the cab driver says where to and he says I want to find God help me find God and the cab driver says there's no God in Delhi you need to go up there to the Himalayas okay like by Ladakh up in the big top of India and he says, okay, take me there. So he goes there and he gets to the top of the Himalayas and he talks to the shaman or something. And he says, can I need to find God? Where do I find God? And he says, you need to climb up to the top of that mountain right there. So there he goes with his backpack on his back and he starts to climb up this mountain. Three quarters of the way to the mountain, up the mountain, he falls. He starts to slide down a mountainside. He gets caught by a tree branch. It stops him. He's hanging there. Oh my God, help me, help me. Oh my God, help me, help me. And God said, let go. A voice said, let go. There was no one there, but a voice said, let go. Just let go. You know, we all have this inside of ourselves. We think we need to go to all these different places to find this, and it's right in front of us. It's right inside us if we trust it. It's just like the Tin Man. The, if you watch The Wizard of Oz, all of those people were looking at Dorothy. What she wanted to go home was in her body. It was not anywhere outside of us. Everything is inside of us. And there are so many ailments I can have, and I can have all these things going wrong with me, or this change in my life. Change is uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable right now. I'm looking to get comfortable. How am I gonna get comfortable? Well, if I keep doing that morning stuff, if I go to bed at 10, I get up at 6.15, I can do my life. I'm moving that, I'm changing that for me. I'm going back to school. And I'm doing that because I need to do something for me. I'm 
decided to do this and I'm trying these different yoga things and I'm trying sound baths and I'm trying all these things that before I might have been like, ew, that's weird. Well, today I'm like, bring on the weird. I want weird. I want, um, I, you know, drinking was fun until it wasn't fun. And when it wasn't fun anymore and I asked for help and I decided to change, my life opened up a lot. And I thought it was going to be boring and it's nothing, it's not boring at all. In fact, there's not enough hours in the day. Like I can't believe what time it is already right now. And, um, life is amazing, but you have to make it that way. I can't make it for you. Your spouse, your partner, your child, your mother, your father, your cousin, your best friend. No one can do this for you. You've got to do it for yourself. Nobody knows what it feels like to be inside of you. And God, who I was just talking about, didn't make anybody different than you. You're, you're the only one like you. That is it. You are it. So how are you going to cherish yourself? How are you going to take care of you? What are you going to do? Are you going to keep drinking or are you going to pick up the phone and call somebody? Are you going to call your doctor, make sure you're okay, go talk to, you know, maybe find some people to help you? Maybe that's a good idea. Are you going to maybe find a therapist that you want to work with? Are you maybe going to start going on walks at night? Do something for yourself. Um, but you're worth it. And if you don't believe that, I promise you, you are. And we start to love ourselves and we become lovable. Then we love other people. We generate the same thing that we're building. So if we want to be on a higher, you know, level, uh, a higher plane, instead of this darkness that the world wants us to be in right now, we got to fight this dark with light and um, bring on the light. Where's your light? Don't let it be dim. If you're still alive and above ground, you can change it and uh, you can change everything. And it's going to be uncomfortable. But what do you need to do to get comfortable? And it's not going to be picking up a drink. Because that ain't going to make you comfortable. You know the next morning you're going to feel like, holy shit, I just feel like I got hit by a 2 by 4 uh, It's bad enough getting older. I can't imagine being a hangover too. I think I'd have to be in the hospital. I mean, I'd have to be institutionalized, that's for sure. So, uh, remember that it's your choice. Um, this is your choice. And you only get one go around. I think. And uh, if you're going to be here, make it count. I hope you're related to something I talked about today. Um, I hope I made you laugh maybe a little bit. I hope I made you feel a little lighter today. And I hope you, um, this resonates with you. You know, I, I've been doing this podcast. Tomorrow's going to be 320, or next week, excuse me. See, a crazy brain. Um, I'm not ashamed of it. It's just who I am today. These days, it just, just works a little differently than it used to. And uh, But um, I just want to tell you that you're worth it. And um, if nobody tells you today, they love you. I love you. I don't even know you, but I love you. And um, because I love pretty much most human beings are pretty much lovable. It's the ones that you're just like, I'm going to just, I, I should end with this. Why am I keep going? I'm going to just end with this. I went yesterday to the car wash. I saw this guy, and he's driving a real fancy car. And he gets out and he's like not nice to the people who are washing his car. And he's got this, oh my God, his aura. Oh, it was horrible. I was like, I can't imagine walking around like that. Don't walk around like being angry. It's not worth it. We're all in this together. So let's like smile and love each other, at least through this. And let's make a plan to change things. And uh, 
let's get things like feeling a little bit more, I don't know, normal, whatever the hell that means. All right, again, I'm shutting up now. Enough from me. That was episode 319. Love you guys. It's busy with Busy Living Sober. And uh, I'll be back for 320 in next week. So until then, keep getting busy living sober. Take care, everyone.